0: listening my guest today is a scorpio meme fiend puts the pit in pity the fool and will totally beat you up if you threaten prior everyone is wrong guest ian she has Mm -hmm. come here today to dive into the deep and and defend one of the worst regarded sequels of all time 1983's jaws 3d everyone is wrong but amanda waltz isn't thanks for coming on amanda
1: you're welcome i'm excited i've been wanting to talk about this movie forever
0: <laughs> yeah and how, how are you doing generally how is summer out in pittsburgh going
1: surprisingly beautiful pittsburgh is known for being a very gray city but today is gorgeous everything's great life is good you know just constantly working yeah um,
0: and sitting inside and talking about jaws 3d when it is nice outside
1: yeah absolutely As the a dream
0: as one is wont to do <laughs> All right. So let's get into the background of Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D is the third film in the Jaws franchise and it incorporates 3D effects. Wild mashup there. Couldn't have picked it up from the title. The film was directed by Joe Alves, who was the production designer on both Jaws and Jaws 2. The film takes place not on Amity Island, the location of the first two Jaws films, but at SeaWorld Orlando. The film stars a young Dennis Quaid as Mike Brody, the park's structural engineer and son of Chief Brody from the prior two films, which was Roy Scheider's character. Bess Armstrong also stars as Kay Morgan, SeaWorld's lead marine biologist and Mike's girlfriend. Lou Gossett Jr., Plays SeaWorld's park manager, and Simon McCorkendale plays Philip Fitzroyce, a douchey guy who's part crocodile hunter, part actual hunter, part wildlife yeah. photographer.
1: I, with a his, weird
0: accent,
1: <laughs> his thing in the film is so odd. Yeah. Why he is there and what his purpose is is very unclear. Yes,
0: we will definitely dive into more <laughs> Fitzroy's content to come. Leah Thompson also shows up as one of the water skiers at SeaWorld, and there is a lot of water skiing in this movie. So Just much water fore- Forewarning. I've been to SeaWorld in San Diego, and I do not remember it being like 90% water skiing.
1: No. <laughs> but- Same. <laughs>
0: But the plot essentially is that a mother shark enters the park through a gate that separates the park's water from open ocean water. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with how Jaws movies work, but the shark starts attacking and killing people and eating them. But this time it's in 3D. (laughs) Mike, Kay, and Simon think they have the problem solved when they capture a normal sized great white shark but it turns out to only be one of the massive mother's much smaller children. The next day, Mama Jaws starts wreaking havoc on SeaWorld, including breaking underwater tunnels and trapping people inside them and forcing Mike to go down and try and repair the structure, despite Mama Jaws still not totally being dealt with. And it's in 3D, <sighs> and that's, that's essentially the bulk of the film. So... Yeah. What's your relationship with Jaws 3D, Amanda, before we dive into some of the critical reception?
1: Yeah, of course. So Jaws, the first Jaws, the original, is my favorite film of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen it more times than I can count. I love it. I think it's a perfect film. And of course, I've seen the sequels. I used to have a lot of slumber parties, and we would just go back when there were video stores, we would go and just run a bunch of horror movies. And I said, hey, let's rent Jaws 3. I've never seen it. And I ended up watching it at least five times before I took it back to the video store. Mm-hmm. I It was so funny because everyone at my slumber party had no interest in it. And I was just riveted to the screen the entire time. Uh, so, yeah, that was probably when I was like in my early teens. And then year for years I would just tell people about it and I would just say you know it is a very wacky romp mm-hmm. uh, it is very ambitious considering the elevator pitch for it and then it is just I don't know it's just a wild ride and the 3D graphics are amazing I don't know it's it's just one of those movies where like I think I'm the only champion of it
0: yes um, it's <laughs> It's interesting because so you mentioned it was I think the highest, most expensive sequel at the time, and it was also yeah. the highest grossing for at least a year until Rocky Two came out. So it was, well,
1: cra- yeah. That's the crazy thing.
0: It was something that you know people saw and people put a lot of money into, and I do think I just watched this movie for the first time, but
1: <laughs> I do welcome. think
0: it it's absurd at some points. This is just me speaking. It's absurd and, like, not good at some points, but it is not, like, a bad movie in, like, the... Like, you can laugh at some of the things that it does bad, but it, like, tries to be entertaining enough and, like, it's got enough, like, momentum around it that it's not, like... you're. It's not a not a slog. It's not... Yeah. It's, like, trying to be entertaining and is, like, getting close enough to it Yeah, for for me, even, you know, for you, it like just hits that. But for me, it's just like, it's still not I putting this in the conversation of like, worst movies ever seems kind of absurd to me, because it's at least like fun. Oh,
1: this is not, this is not nowhere near one of the worst movies ever made. It's, I mean, the production values are there. And I, I, I sent you a few making of videos, which I don't, Yeah, there were, were a lot of making of <laughs> movies about this. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, yeah, We can
0: dive in a little bit later, but, uh, it, it there's a lot, there's a lot to it. The, <laughs> so let's get into the critical response, because as we said, we don't think it should maybe be one of considered an all time no. bad movie. The critical response, Jaws 3D sits at a whopping 12% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Does not deserve that at all.
0: 0% among top critics. The audience score is only 17%, so it's not like this is one where the critics just don't get it, but it's a movie for the people. It's like, no, most of the people are like, what is this also? Here's a few of the quotes from critics at the time bbc's almer Haldifson wrote unfortunately this laughably poor 3d process slows down the whole film to allow the audience to react to the effects a severed arm a yellow submarine a crossbow and water skiing towers of ladies all come at you in 3d but it's not very effective and after a while all you can think of is the mighty headache you're developing from wearing the glasses so, Almar does not like the 3D effects. We'll get to those later. We'll we'll dive yes, in. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I did even finish his quote. With all the fascinating... This is continuing his thoughts. With oh, all boy. the failing technology commanding center stage, no one clearly had the time enough to write a decent script or create any palpable tension. Boo. The shark gets more on-screen time than before, only it's not a wise decision as it remarkably looks cheaper than in the last film. Uh. <laughs> Octavi Marti in El Pas, which is a Spanish publication. So this is a, oh. a rough translation, but I, I like okay. this one. I, and I, I know enough Spanish that I'm like, yeah, this is close enough to what it says. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the review, he said, these are the highlights of this third installment of a strange series started by Spielberg. And which threatens to drag on, like many other demonstrations of the lack of inventiveness that North America's cinema is going through. So, so Octavie wow. was just like, those Americans don't know how to make movies anymore.
1: That is, that is, a, that is a challenge. Okay
0: Rob Vox of Mania.com called Jaws 3D A living testament to how low a studio will stoop to generate a few bucks (sighs) The most positive review I could find came from an archived copy of Sunburst magazine Where Alan Jones noted it was quote Miles better than Jaws 2 And also added it certainly isn't the greatest film in the world. It's sloppy, full of holes, and none too convincingly acted. But for all that, it is intermittently enjoyable popcorn entertainment.
1: Yes. See, so, yeah, I, yeah, I 100% agree with that one. Like, it's that 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 person understands this movie.
0: And a fun part of Alan's review in Sunburst also, he noted this detail. Quote. The air conditioning in the cinema was so strong that during one of the major shark attacks, some of the plaster from the ceiling fell on top of me. It took, a, it took quite a while for me to recover. <laughs> and as the host of this podcast, I feel safe in saying that watching Jaws 3D is a much more enjoyable experience than having a theater's ceiling literally fall on top of you.
1: Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: It's. It was just like late in the review. He's just like, oh, and also like, I was attacked like, by the theater during this movie.
1: I almost uh got a got a concussion during this movie. <laughs> wow, I love that. Okay, okay. So Amanda, why
0: yes. is everyone wrong about Jaws 3D?
1: Oh my goodness, yes. Okay, so first of all, and this is the the thing that I always bring up whenever I'm defending this movie is that the elevator pitch for it is so ambitious and so ridiculous which is Jaws breaks into a sea world like yeah how ridiculous does that sound for one you shouldn't be able to break into a (laughs) sea world no well yeah because you
0: first off the sea world it has to have all the elements of like it has to be connected to the open water or else Jaws is going to have to do like free willie Shamu jump over at something and he does oh, and Joss does not do me. a...
1: <laughs> if they own... yeah, Though they, Sh- the... Shamu
0: is in this movie.
1: <laughs> yes. There's a lot of... Okay, so here's the thing. Sea... This is basically a commercial for SeaWorld. This is like an hour and 40 minute long commercial for SeaWorld. <laughs>
0: Which is wild because it is a commercial for SeaWorld where it's like it is not safe to go to SeaWorld.
1: Oh, no. There is some... <laughs> There are some uh, structural problems, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah, it is it, it is wild to me that... So SeaWorld agreed to let out the park for this movie.
0: Right, and have its and branding. Like,
1: yeah, branding everywhere. I don't know if they really took that many passes at the script before production started, because I, I think it's... Like you said, I think it's odd that they agreed to have their park portrayed in certain ways for example you know if you give one of their underwater tubes like a little nudge it'll just explode and (laughs) and drown people (laughs) but yeah and i mean it's just such a it's just such a shoot for the stars concept where they're like you know what we can do this sea world says that we're allowed to have the park let's figure out a really convoluted (laughs) like outrageous way that jaws breaks into a sea world and it's you know there's this whole thing with like oh yeah there's this big to a tube that's big enough to accommodate a shark that depending on the footage you're looking at is either the size of a regular great white shark or is the size of like a megalodon right the the size and consistency is a lot in this movie but yeah i mean it is the links they went to to convince the audience that yes jaws got into a sea world and is just swimming around unnoticed yeah like, for a while for, for a
0: while mama jaws is just like hiding in this like vent tube which is why they don't like know. and it's yeah. like there's some blockage in this tube
1: yeah this gigantic tube <laughs>
0: That isn't the tube that it entered in. It was like a filtration tube or something.
1: Yeah, it's some. It's so wild, and it's just hanging out. And they're like, "Oh well, what are you gonna do?" Like, there's, like, I don't know. And it's. I mean, this movie was made in 1983, but. I think a lot of the effects, I think a lot of the the technological aspects of it, like there's basically, there's like a room that looks like something out of a nineteen sixty sci-fi film where it's like a bunch of like reel to reel and like beep boop bop boop kind of like buttons and stuff yeah. like that, where it's like, oh, this is a very high tech park. Like we have some of the most like advanced equipment, but apparently it couldn't find a like 40 foot shark.
0: Right, yes. It's also more than, like, the original Jaws. It's got more of that with the setting and all that. Yeah. More of that kind of, like, old-school disaster movie feel. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, there's all these, you know, Poseidon adventure. All these sp- things where it's like, oh, this can break and water can come pouring in or... Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of... and. <laughs> Here's another thing. I don't I don't know if we should fit this into this part, but I will say the amount of water they had to use for this movie is nuts. I mean, like this movie is like you said, this is one of the highest gro- uh not grossing. This is one of like the most expensive sequels at the time.
0: But that was also because there wasn't like it was the start of the blockbuster era and there weren't a lot of huge sequels.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was before the sequel, like sequel mania happened, which to that point, I feel like this fits in with the 3d craze because also Friday the 13th 3d came out and that was very much like, Ooh, we got this new technology 3d and we're going to like throw stuff at your face. I mean, there's just, we can talk about that later but yeah i just think that there's like a lot of aspects of it where they were like we're gonna make this such a amazing experience cinematic experience and like put it in 3d and you know jaws is like in this whole new environment he's not at amity anymore he's at sea world and he's attacking people there i don't know i just think it's like there is like a feeling of just like excitement around it. Like they right. actually did believe that they could make this work and they had this like prime location and they were like, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff. We're going to have them in the lagoon. We're going to have them going after like water skiers. We're going to have them going in like the little paddle boat part of the park. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing.
0: It It's interesting. Cause it's also, you know, it's a very fun location for it. Like it's more, it is, more absurd in a way, but it's also like just a lot zanier in a fun way than having it at, you know, just like a beach and, or like a, this little town where, and it's also, there's not the repetition that there is in the other Jaws movies of like something bad happened. Like, let's just keep doing, like they don't realize anything like yeah they don't realize that things have been bad happening until like it, just the shit hits the fan it's not like yeah. oh this person's missing we're pretty sure it's a shark attack and we're gonna have yeah. to go through this three more times before anybody's convinced of it <sighs>
1: I mean, that happens in the movie in a way that I find I should rewatch this clip earlier because can I tell you, I'm so mad because I was going to watch Jaws 3D today because it was on uh, HBO had all of the sequels and plus the original.
0: And then they just took him off. Yeah,
1: they just took them off. I had
0: to rent this movie to watch it.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's OK. So and it was also the just this is a non sequitur frustrating thing. I was, I put a hold on it for the library because the library had, my local library had a copy. And the day that it was supposed to be it, somebody just checked it out before they put, before they like pulled it out to have the hold on it because it like was there. And it was like, I put the hold on on a weekend and somebody just didn't take it. But regardless, I don't, I don't have a problem. Just, (laughs) yeah. Well, there, there's a Jaws three movie collection, which is just the, all the, the, second third and fourth jaws movie and somebody checked that out from my local library apparently just undercutting me literally on the day i was going to check it out (laughs) which is what are the odds of that
1: who is that i need to know who that person is there's they're probably a relative of mine (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) uh but while we're while we're on the sea Worldness of it all there's a couple just like points that i just are fun to bring up about this first Please. off this the security at SeaWorld, they're just like no security
1: no there's
0: yeah. first off the employees like sneak into the park late at night at one point there's coral thieves that come and try and steal yeah. the coral and get eaten by jaws yeah the there, first
1: jaws not the major one
0: right the there, baby jaws there's there's a point where they capture the like what they think is Jaws at the first point, which is like a normal great white shark. And there's this whole thing about how there are no great white sharks in captivity, which I just feel like is how, how in whatever, 1983, is there no aquarium or marine (laughs) biologist lab or other sea world where there is like one great white shark?
1: none it's, no it's, it's a very
0: one. very very interesting <laughs> i do like yeah. the i do like the idea of just jaws maybe just being an early blackfish activist and just coming to save his <laughs> other his other sea world pals he's like i know SeaWorld's bad even if you all don't know SeaWorld's bad yet oh
1: SeaWorld's bad it's yeah. terrible, yeah. I mean, I, I I wanted to be a marine biologist when I was a kid, badly. Um, mm. And I was obsessed with sharks because I love Jaws. And, um, and I went to SeaWorld a couple times because it was like, SeaWorld, this is where it's all going to happen for me. I'm going to work here. <laughs> and then as I got older, I was like, yeah, it's kind of fucked that they keep that gigantic whale in a tank. Huh, yeah, none of this is good. None of this is good at all. Um I think the only animals that should be in zoos or sea world type parks are otters cuz they clearly love that. They clearly yeah. just love. Being I feel like, like starfish
0: don't care that much.
1: Yeah, starfish don't care. Maybe sea lions. Maybe. But that's that's mm. pretty much it. Leave the other ones alone. Leave the dolphins alone. Leave the porpoises and the orcas leave them alone.
0: Yeah. The the other fun sea world point that I found while doing my research for this was that I did not realize that the original SeaWorld was actually in Aurora, Ohio, a suburb yeah. of Cleveland. Which yeah, is because I, I always think of it as like I'm west coaster mainly, so I always think of it as oh, yeah. a San Diego park. And I didn't even yeah. I don't even think of it as the Orlando ness of it, but and there's also going to be a SeaWorld opening in Abu Dhabi next year. The United Arab Emirates. No. That's a bad idea.
1: That is bad, bad, nothing, bad. Nothing good about that, but. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, that is what. Yeah, I went to, I believe I went to the one in Ohio and then I went to the one in Texas, which is also just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like they kind of thought of SeaWorld as being an educational tool for a while, or maybe that's how they, they were trying to sell it so that people would give them money to open a a park with right. sea mammals in the middle of nowhere, but yeah, I I do think that that's how they that's how they got to those places was just like yeah it'll be a way to teach all these rubes about whales and shit and that's like yeah but you're also trapping a whale in like a landlocked area
0: right in a very small yeah it's just like do do a lap around your it's it's like the thing it's like being in a pandemic in a one room apartment for a year
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> for, like, but you're you're also a killer whale yeah. Yeah, SeaWorld's bad. Don't go.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's that's our SeaWorld point. So perhaps yeah. moving on to the second point of defense for Jaws 3D.
1: Oh my god. So yeah, my second point, uh, as you pointed out earlier, this is a a young Dennis Quaid, very young. Um mm-hmm. I think this might have been one of his first movie it's roles. It's like
0: after breaking away, but it's before the right stuff. It's 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 pretty early yes. in his career.
1: Yeah. So he looks mad that he's in this movie. Like, he looks upset that he agreed to this. Can I bet you anything? Because also young Leah Thompson's in this. Bess Armstrong, who I keep thinking is just France McDormand. Frances McDormand. <laughs> she, does,
0: she has a little bit of Frances McDormand, and she also has, like, a touch of, like, Liz Fair to her like Ooh, yeah but yeah it has some strong Fra- young Francis McDormand vibes as well
1: 100% and like she's so but she she was like a fairly big star at that time and like also Louis Gossett Jr. I mean Oscar winner yeah Oscar winner like very prominent actor at the time you know so I I have this idea that they just heard Jaws sequel and they were like we're in yes sign us up didn't actually read the script. <laughs> And then when shooting, when pre-production started and they were all sitting around reading the script, they were probably like, oh no, (laughs) like, what have we done? But like, Dennis Quaid is just, like, there's even a part I remember where he, Bess Armstrong is, her character is about to go underwater and he just gives her like this, this like, Mean smirk and just like pushes her face down. <laughs> yeah, yeah pushes a- her off
0: like the boat. Like they're all yeah. diving in to go, and he's just like, "Okay," and then he just like shoves her off.
1: Yeah, and they're like, shoves
0: her. It's like kind of funny, but it's also like, "Wow, that's like a." You are not sure if it's like, "Oh, that's like they know that it's yeah. fun," or like it's really was- aggressive.
1: Yeah, there always was kind of a thing about Dennis Quaid where he always seemed a little like, like a little bit of like a mean streak in him, like any role he's in.
0: Right. There's always a little bit of like an edge and a little bit of, yeah, in that, that sort of like biting, like, like he's sort of just sneering underneath his face, even if it's and it's just like seeping out a little bit.
1: He just always looks, he kind of looks, he's kind of like Harrison Ford, but without that like gruff charm. Mm hmm. Like Harrison Ford always also looks pissed off that he's in movies, <laughs> like even though it's right. his job. But yeah, he's just he's also just like a battering ram in this movie. My favorite sequence in this movie of all time is when he gets a call. So his brother is kind of like has kind of a thing going on with attack. Yeah, we we
0: should say. I, I guess we should set up. That, oh God! Yeah. Again, okay. that that he is the son. There, he is the son of Chief Brody. Yes. And that's how they connect this to the prior Jaws films, other than there being a shark. And yes. his brother comes out and his brother's like weirdly a cowboy, even though again, he was growing up in the Northeast. Like,
1: it's it's island so town. odd because it's like, one of them is like, I'm going to go in the water. Dennis Quaid's character. I'm going to go in the water and I'm going to understand these creatures that terrorized me as a kid. And his brother's like, I'm getting as far. Far away from the ocean as possible. He's like, I don't to want to like, like, go in the
0: water. Like, there's a scene where he like is Leah Thompson is trying to get him to like, yeah, essentially close on skinny dip in the Sea World as they've snuck in after dark because there's no security. Yeah. And he's just like, no. Like, it takes a lot of convincing for him to like hop in like ankle deep water with leah thompson down to her skivvies he's like "Uh, i don't know like a shark might eat me
1: yeah
0: and in fairness in fairness i'm kind of like more in his camp than dennis quaid's camp where it's just like eh because also like we'll get to this but in jaws 2 like his character in theory like his character is the one being like attacked by jaws like he's a central character
1: it is it is okay we'll talk about this with Joss too. but yeah it's the the brother angle is so odd so his brother comes to visit and like he he's in this kind of like paddle boat lagoon with leah thompson and leah thompson's character gets um attacked and dennis quaid is like on the other side of the park because there was a water ski attack by the shark so the sharks. i think the shark somehow made it like across the park yeah it's basically
0: yeah basically this is the scene where they realize oh the park is open and mama jaws is terrorizing people a desk like i'm the one who has to like run around and tell everybody
1: oh my god so he like he's trying to go around the park and he he (laughs) like gets on a like a golf cart that has popcorn in it and the popcorn falls off and all these kids are like yay and they run over and start eating the popcorn He's he is driving this golf cart as fast as he can and then he crashes it by going up an embankment and falling, falling over
0: just, just, just crashing the which car. Is,
1: which I'm like you're going like 15 miles an hour max and so he crashes it and then he's like oh no I gotta get to the other side of the park so he gets in a boat and he drives the boat across and crashes into the beach <laughs> And everyone's like, get out of the way. I'm like, there's children. Like, here he comes, just barreling up the beach. And it's just like, I'm like, I think maybe Dennis Quaid's character might be more dangerous than the shark. (laughs) He also,
0: also, that sequence goes to like the big... Like arena where like Shamu would be, and there's the guy, or no? Where it's where they're doing water skiing demonstrations. Where
1: they're doing the water skiing, and he
0: like takes the bike and is just like yelling at everybody, and it's just like like,
1: frantic
0: and like jerking around. It's it's a wonderful sequence. He is absolutely manic in that sequence in a in a super fun way. Like it is a super fun sequence, legitimately. Like he's crashing over like carts. He's just like
1: oh, he is. He is a danger to himself and others. <laughs> it <laughs> it, is, it is great. It, it is. is wild. And it's like you kind of like seeing him do all of that. It kind of reminded me like, oh, yeah, this is a movie with like real people doing real shit and real stunts. And there's really water there and there's no CGI. And it, it kind of made it more exciting for me just seeing like, oh, they really probably had to hire some water skiers to fall and and do all of this stuff. And it's, I don't know. It's just kind of amazing seeing him interact with the environment because it's like, Oh, every, yeah, that's right. Everything is real and everything's really happening.
0: Yeah. It, it, this, this movie gets dinged a lot for its acting, but I think there are spots where there's actually like, like, I feel like that sequence, it seems ridiculous, but it's also like, oh, no, that's probably, like, exactly how a character would be if it was like, yeah, oh, he's so manic and, like, crazy that you're like, oh, that's actually, like, accurate and on point of, well, like, how you would react if you're like, oh, I have made a mistake and now they're, everybody <laughs> in this park is in danger.
1: Literally everyone in this park is in danger. It is, it's just so fun to watch. It's just so fun to watch actors be put in danger <laughs> because they're also like always underwater.
0: Mm-hmm. Always.
1: It is, it is I don't know and like maybe that's why I'm like, man Dennis, depending on how this was shot like the order in which this was shot, Dennis Squid is probably like, I'm so tired of being wet. I'm yeah. so tired of this.
0: <laughs> speaking of being, so, yeah. this is like a side point, but speaking of being so tired of being wet the one sequence that I feel like when the people are trapped in the like underwater oh, thing, the and there's in the tube. They're trapped in like this pod in the tube, and the water's like up to their like chest, Yeah, and they're there for like hours. And oh my god, I was just thinking, it's it's kind of it's not really. You're kind of like, oh no, they're trapped from the shark. But I kept thinking it would be so miserable to be like chest deep in water for like four hours with like fifty other people in this little no. pod.
1: It's not like a public pool. Like, you're not there <laughs> voluntarily.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> and also, yeah, that... so so yeah, while we're on Dennis Quaid, there's also the relationship angle. It's a very strange one. It's one of those things where you're like, again, the script is like, what is... Because he's... Bi- so Dennis Quaid's character is the guy who builds the stuff in the park, essentially. Yes. And so he so it ties in cuz he's the one who has to repair the things when jaws attacks it and yeah, things when like they have that. Yeah, it's underwater. Yeah. But like he and Kay are in this clearly like long-term relationship and then he's going to take a job in Venezuela for like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like wait, there are no other like jobs that somebody who's like a structural engineer could do that's
1: especially not like an un-
0: <laughs> underwater structural engineer yeah
1: i can imagine that that that's a that is a desired position like you basically write your own checks
0: right so the fact that it's like i might have to go to venezuela for a year and a half so like our relationship that's very long term and like clearly like on the edge of an engagement might not like happen very
1: chemistry is not there for me i will say that much (laughs)
0: like
1: I'm not I'm not convinced that Bess Armstrong and Dennis Quaid are are into each other. <laughs> so the other guy, the brother and Leah Thompson, yeah, yeah. adorable. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, but...
0: they're fun. They're fun. Like, Leah Thompson is just the kind of bubbly.
1: She's like a party girl.
0: Party girl. She's the
1: party girl to SeaWorld.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's doing the, like, push, whatever that push game is in the bar. Where oh, it's... God, Yeah. I, I, which I've played, which I played before, I think as a kid, but I didn't realize like grown adults could play this at a bar. It was, it's a very cool. strange sequence. It's the game where like you're two people standing up and you put palms and you try and knock the other person off balance. Yeah. And that's how they, they end up uh, flirting and getting together is because Leah Thompson true. is very good at that game. And
1: yeah, Brody's brother is michael i want to say or is his name michael
0: i i think he's michael it's (laughs) It's good it's good that we it's good that we have these names so clear
1: i don't care yeah who cares (laughs) uh but yeah
0: yeah mike mike is mike is dennis Quaid.
1: okay so michael and god what's the other kid's name brother oh my god
0: brother brother bear
1: brother (laughs) brother brody
0: (laughs) brother brody bro 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 bro
1: so yeah I think, I think this is a good point where we can go talk about Jaws 2 because I, I have a very glaring point about the two brothers that we really need to talk about okay. between Jaws 2 and Jaws 3. So,
0: so your third point is that Jaws 3 is just miles more entertaining than Jaws 2.
1: Oh, it is not even... Like, Jaws 2 is depressing. It is <laughs> a very sad movie where it's basically... Roy Scheider as Chief Brody, just moping around Amity and being sad that Quint is gone and Hooper, his friend, uh, who is Richard Dreyfuss' character, is gone, and he's just sort of clearly has PTSD from his experience, but like no one cares. <laughs> like it's just really sad, mm-hmm. and his is, is the, so the whole premise of the f- second Jaws movie is that. Chief Birdie is definitely has some PTSD. He's kind of panicking and then there's another attack and he's like, no, it's a shark again. We need to close down the beaches again. No one still will listen to me. And for some reason, the mayor is still the mayor, even though he clearly put us all in danger in the first movie. And then his two sons who are the younger one is like still a child, maybe like a preteen. The older one is like an older teen. Mm -hmm. And they get stuck out, and these they go on a boating expedition, and Jaws traps them. And basically, the rest of the movie is them like, throw me the rope, throw me the rope. And they're all throwing ropes at each other to like tie these little boats together. And Jaws is picking them off one by one. And then Chief Brody goes out and saves them. And that's the whole movie. The thing is, Jaws 2, the time difference between Jaws 2 and Jaws 3 is not, is maybe like four or five years. So and
0: they suddenly become adults.
1: They are grown ass men. These are like thirty <laughs> something year old men. Because to be a structural engineer, I imagine you have to go to school for a fair amount of time. So I'm, I'm like, is this movie supposed to take place in the future? Is it supposed to be <laughs> like, like in the I don't know mid nineties? Because these men are v- not in their like early twenties. Right. Like Dennis Quaid is would have been like generously like let's say he's like 22 or 23 and the younger son would have still been a teen and it's just like
0: but he's not this
1: he's not not (laughs) not they also they all
0: they don't don't, there doesn't seem to be much of an age gap it's just like dennis quaid seems older because he's like the more responsible one i guess he's the one with the job he's an engineer yeah and he's the one he's got a long-term girlfriend instead of a water skiing fling (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. I I should state that I asked coming into this, should I watch Jaws 2 before I watch Jaws 3? And you were like, no, it's
1: so So, it's so sad.
0: So I read like the Wikipedia entry, but I was still like, oh, so the entire thing is like there's more shark attacks. And Chief Brody's like, hey, there's shark attacks. Remember how all those shark attacks and everybody's like nah and they strip him of like his (laughs) police chief status just like the government in there is the most denialism thing ever it's
1: it's so odd and it's so forced i just feel like the second one is just like no fun it's so forced it just it has no fun with its plot like the first one is like i mean it's so tense it's like spielberg at his best you know i love What's your as favorite a movie of all time? Yeah, I mean, there's just so much about the first one that it works, and then the second one is just like, hm, poor Chief Brody, oh god. And like, there's a scene I remember so vividly in the second one. There's a scene where he like mopes home, and one of the yellow barrels that they used to keep Jaws like at the surface is now just like a flower pot, basically. <laughs> and he's just looking at it like, my glory days are over, and like. <laughs> it's so such a downer and then you go from that to the third one which is just like action set piece action set piece action set piece like just that's, that's just gonna action. run
0: and fall over stuff and crash golf carts um, yeah. and
1: we don't we don't have time to be safe we gotta like go go in the water and take another chance yeah. uh at being eaten i mean it is just like the movie is just non-stop like let's put These people in peril as much as we can, and I really like it. And I like, I think the stakes are there. Whereas, like, in the second one, I was just kind of like, it was just such a drag. And there's also like a lot of very weird interactions between like the young people on the boats that are kind of creepy. Yeah, it's, I just think it's a vast improvement from the second one in terms of just like being entertaining and having fun and being like, and really going for it. Yeah, it's just as
0: we were saying, even this, the third one. The script can be silly at sometimes, but uh, again, it makes sense like why people are like reacting like when they are as opposed to the second one where it's again more the cycle of denialism over and over again, where it's just like there's there's less. There's at least a core logic in this one, even if people still make dumb like horror movie decisions, then like, oh, we're still in the same place and there's still the same thing happening and we're going to
1: like just trying to repeat the first one. I mean cuz like I'm and the other thing too is that like the denialism at least is more rational in the third one whereas in the second one it's like yes there could be another shark. Like mm. it's happened before. Whereas like the idea of a shark breaking into sea world is ludicrous.
0: Right. Like <laughs> so, no, we can't. The gate's closed and
1: Yeah, like we have gates, e- even even things tubes. like
0: the first guy to get eaten by a shark they like set up that he might be like sleeping around, so they're like have reason to like not be yeah. concerned. Like, oh, he's kind of a drunk and shows up late, so they're like, yeah. oh well, we don't need to be like that concerned looking for him. He's probably just like on a bender with some oh, yeah. chick,
1: you know. It's yeah. not like well, the-
0: it's not like there's a child missing. <laughs> like we should try and figure <laughs> this out asap. <laughs> it's like oh, ah, yeah, now the junk, like- li- the drunk sea hand was...
1: Yeah, who cares about him? He's a drunk. No one cares about drugs. Nobody well, cares. Well, it's, like, it's not like the real-life Disney World where a child actually got eaten by an alligator. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Ooh. Uh,
0: I, I will say I want to clarify because I think I said the wrong point. Actually, Jaws, I think I was saying, I know this Jaws 3 was the most expensive sequel okay. to that point, but I think... I was confusing my Jaws 2 was the highest grossing sequel for a while. I'm not sure if Jaws 3 got that, but Jaws 2 was originally uh, the highest grossing sequel movie. And then it got supplanted by Rocky 2, but it might've, but I'm yeah. not sure. I don't think Jaws 3 topped whatever sequels had come before then. I, I should say that the one defense of Jaws 2 is it has one of the greatest taglines of all time, which is just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal yeah. ad oh. copy work, guys. <laughs> like, you yeah. nailed it more than anybody else nailed this in this production.
1: It's no, it's all sizzle, no steak. It is boring.
0: <laughs> Moving on to your third point.
1: Louis Gossett Jr., I thought, was the owner of SeaWorld. <laughs> so,
0: I, yeah, I was reading the Wikipedia and it said he was the park manager, but. That doesn't really ever come across. It seems like he's the owner of SeaWorld.
1: He owns SeaWorld. Yeah. And he is, he loves it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he is, he is enthusiastic in this movie. There's, there's nothing wrong with his performance really at all. He's no nailing every, he he doesn't seem corny or cheesy ever. He's like, just because he's such like a big, like, smiley, gregarious guy in this role of like SeaWorld head honcho.
1: He is, he is owning this role, he is eating the scenery, and what a joy. And what, I also just love that this, I, you know, I think we talk so much about, you know, the lack of representation in film, which is completely legit, but the fact that they were like, no, Lou Gossett Jr., you, a black man, are gonna own SeaWorld. And he was like, yes, this is great. I love this. And it's like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the one the one caveat there is that if he's the owner of SeaWorld, he has hired a terribly undiverse <laughs> crew. <laughs> he is not like paying it forward with his There's there's like one black guy who's in the crew room there. Yeah and he refers to him once like as nephew and I'm not sure if that means it's nepotism and he's his actual nephew or if that's just like you know, oh. like son or like, you know, just like Oh, anyway, wow. that guy does not have a good fate because no. he is a black man in a horror film.
1: But... No, he does not. He does, especially in the 80s, absolutely. Yeah. You are doomed. Oh yeah, but it is like he's just he, he and he kind of is the like the substitute for the mayor in the first right. two movies. But I think like again I think the stakes are higher because the, the whole idea here is that like oh the sea world is new they're trying to get people to the park they don't want to like any dis- any bad disasters like a catastrophe has to be avoided It's a bunch of
0: like PR things like the big thing is they're opening that underwater structure up and yes. having a lot of press here and all this and the only unlike the mayor or the city town council in yeah, the first in the movies, first, yeah. which are, like, just blocks. It seems like he yeah. doesn't make a lot of things where you're like, oh, he's, a, like, actually kind of a bad guy. There's no, ba- yeah. There's, there's basically, like, he has a press conference where he, he sends a lackey out to do a press conference where it's like, no, everything's kind of fine when there's, like, a first, the first shark attack before the smaller shark attack. and right. But that's, like... Yeah, that's what ev- anybody would do in there. And then the other one is he takes that smaller shark and has him like they're trying to because, again, there's no great whites in captivity. So he's like, go put him on display. And yeah. it's like, ah, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. But then it really doesn't affect anything because the shark just like keels over. It's the fakest looking oh, shark ever. My
1: God, that dead shark.
0: They put in this little like. You know, one of those pools where you would like go and like touch. It's so
1: shallow. It's so shallow. And it's trying to kill the shark. And
0: it's just like straight up like a rubber model that moves not at all. And it just like tilts over to show that it died. It's
1: it's so like, and Bess Armstrong is so distressed when it happens. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, this is actually kind of sad. Like they killed this poor shark. And like, I, I just love that, like, Lugasa Jr. is, like, they're just trying to convince him that there's something going on. There's a shark in the park, and it's eating people, and they need to do something. And he's like, I have investors. I have a board to answer to and all this stuff. And when they come to him and tell him that the second shark has gotten into the park, and it is the mother shark, which here's the thing sharks don't have that kind of relationship with their babies. They just don't. I don't remember a lot from my marine biology obsession days, but I do remember that like once the baby shark is out, that's it. You're on your own. Like mom's not going to protect you. So I love that aspect of it. But also, you know, they're just like, it's the, that was the baby. This is the mother. And Lugasa Jr. says, you telling me this is some? is like, this is some damn shark's mother. Like he has the most amazing line and it's just like i don't know it's just one of these things where i'm like if this was any other actor it would not have worked like he makes it work right it's so absurd
0: right and talking about how he actually works for the plot as soon as he like realizes like they're in an underwater restaurant and he sees the big shark and he's like okay, let's lock in. I'm going to the control center and we're going to try and figure uh, this out. Like he's not, he's, he's not in like instant. He doesn't keep up his denialism. As soon as he like sees proof, he's like, oh yeah, you're right. Let's go like figure out a plan to deal with this.
1: Let's get, let's get going. Whereas the mayor in the first one was like a catatonic just mess and was of no help to anyone. And he was like, go ahead, Brody, do what you need to do go out with a salty sea captain and a young marine biologist and save our town. Whereas this one, he's such an active character and he takes so much initiative and it's such a nice thing to see. I think it's just like, I don't know. I think they were really trying to just get away from Jaws as sort of being the symbol of greed and the symbol of just like, I don't know. It's just such a turn from that because you would think like you have this multi million dollar park you're trying to protect, but he's like, no we're going to take care of this so yeah i like that aspect of it
0: and when he springs into action one of my favorite one of my favorite lou gossett jr parts of it is like when jaws is around he's like going to talk to the people in the tunnel before it gets like attacked and he just has like this smooth talk oh my god like (laughs) don't panic and he's just like hey everybody like let's get out of the car. And hey just, everybody!
1: <laughs> I hate to inconvenience you, but we have to shut down the park. <laughs> Please and get out of your the house. guide yeah. out of the tubes.
0: <laughs> and he does it in such a smooth way that it's legitimately cool <laughs> the way that he handles it, even though it's
1: like he does that, and then immediately they so they're cutting back and forth from the underwater tube, the underwater viewing tubes, to him giving this very calm, very measured speech, not like going out of his way not to panic anyone and then as soon as the speech is over this guy's like where is the nearest texas <laughs> like this guy in the tube starts freaking out and i'm like bro did you not hear the dulcet tones of- the dulcet tones of blue jr i would have been like everything's great i'm gonna get out of here like <laughs> i'm gonna get my refund like yeah but yeah it's such an it's just so like i don't know it's such a weird thing to see just <laughs> the, in general the
0: one lewis gossett jr line at the very beginning that is legitimately hilarious to me in like an unintentional way is that (laughs) because it starts off with a bunch of like the water skiing sequences and you're just seeing a bunch of water skiers at the start of the movie and lou gossett jr is like chopping it up with some business person press person i'm not it's not exactly sure he's like hey look that's my pride and joy like the water skiers at SeaWorld are his you pride have a and whale.
1: You have, you have You have dolphins.
0: Li- you have Shamu. You literally have Shamu with this movie. You
1: literally have the world's most famous whale.
0: They call him by name, Shamu. Yeah. And you're like, those water skiing girls. They're pretty good. Just they're pretty
1: like- good. You know, water skiing. And I will say my dad is a champion water skier. He's an amazing water skier. I have tried to water ski it's very, very hard. So I respect the skill and the craft. I don't know if I want to watch it.
0: It's not the draw of your it's not the draw of your SeaWorld park. Should no, not be it's if not,
1: should not be like your honey, pride and joy. <laughs> like, oh. I would be so mad if I came to SeaWorld and they're like, just water skiing. <laughs> That's it.
0: Uh so yeah. so we should probably get to the uh uh next point which is uh the titular point of the movie.
1: The 3D part.
0: The 3D part.
1: So I kind of view this movie as an artifact in a lot of ways, just because, like I said before, this came at a high point for 3D. And I would say that this is maybe the reason why 3D was scrapped for so long, because the first experiment with it, so it was this movie, and then, of course, a Friday the 13th in 3D, which was also the third sequel. So there was this, like this kind of trend of like, we have a third sequel. We have to make it in 3D. Have to. That's, it just It's just right there. It's just right there. I mean, we have to, and yeah, I can imagine being a kid in the eighties and seeing that a movie was going to come out in 3D and just being so psyched, just being like so excited for it. And even if it was like terrible looking being like, Oh my God, are you seeing this? There is a fish head flying out our face. Like, and it's, but it's also fun to just like pick out the parts because I mean, obviously, you and I did not watch this in 3D with 3D glasses.
0: No, I do not possess a 3D TV. <laughs> yeah. That would be weird. They were selling yeah. those for a while because every, every, that? every like 20 or 30 years, there's another 3D boom that lasts a little <laughs> bit. And then they're like, wait,
1: nobody likes this. <laughs> nobody likes it. And it probably causes people to have seizures because it's it's a lot it's a hypersensory thing so i mean it's just so fun to like pick out the parts where you know like when dennis quaid shoots the shark and you see, you see the
0: harpoon
1: yeah the harpoons like aimed at your face or like there's in the very beginning when you have the famous underwater pov shark uh, sequence and shark bites into a fish and there's like a bloody fish fish head. Yeah, it's just floating fish chunks
0: face. like fl- chunks. Fish chunks. There's there's lots of things. Oh, there's so like there's fish severed chunks. arms. There's oh severed
1: arms. The
0: scuba sub. There's oh, my god. There's a lot.
1: <laughs> there's a lot and then the ending spoiler. <laughs> jaws gets exploded, and you see his jaws fly at your face. Like, it's literally Yeah, it's...
0: There, there there's again spoilers, but there the end is there's a grenade in jaws mouth from a different character the pins oh pulled God. and it like blows up but then it like cuts back for like a death star like explosion, you know how like the oh, yeah. pulls out for like a death star. So it pulls out to this huge thing and then you see this shark explosion with the jaws coming at you. And literally and prior to that Jaws the, in 3D. Yeah, Jaws in <laughs> Jaws's Jaws in 3D. Jaws Jaws 3D. <laughs> that's
1: so stupid.
0: And even coming into that, like it's the climactic sequence, they're in the control center and Jaws is just coming at them in
1: That is oh, that's one of the that's the most famous scene. That's the scene that everybody's like, this movie is the worst movie of all time, and here's why. And they always point to that scene.
0: it in fairness, it looks terrible because
1: Jaws doesn't
0: even come like directly at he's the screen. Like, he's not he's swimming. coming like at it's an it's a shark. It's like the a shark model that doesn't move coming yes. from like one corner of the screen to another corner, getting slightly bigger in slightly, the most unintimidating way possible. I don't know how they didn't just have a shark's face coming at the screen, which would have just. And also like, I think, cause I, I, we watched some of the making ofs and they do have like a shot like that when they're talking about filming that scene. And I'm like, why isn't
1: that in there? There's so much like cutting back and forth between what is clearly archival footage or just in actual in nature documentary footage of a shark. Right. And then the fake sharks that they use, or the whatever shark graphics that they're using, and yeah, the shark that they use for the quote-unquote money shot—they actually call it that—one of the documentaries we well, watched.
0: There's there's an HBO documentary that's great because it's narrated. Well, we could just get into it a little bit here by
1: like a British by like gentleman. a like
0: erudite British person that's very yes. serious, and he says it's just a mini documentary <laughs> about the filming of that sequence. And he says the word, he's like, it's the money shot of the film. And he says money (laughs) shot probably like two dozen times. Just over and over and over again.
1: "Uh, And I'm like, you know, money shot has a very different (laughs) connotation in porn. And like, (laughs) so hearing him say money shot over Over and over again is just very funny. It is, But yeah, but the money shot In the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's supposed to be... And it's in slow motion. So you see, like, Dennis Quaid and Bess Armstrong, Lou Gossett Jr., and, like, these other people reacting in slow motion. And then it cuts back to the shark. And I'm like, clearly they put this in slow motion because the shark looks so shitty that they're like, oh, it's because it's in slow motion and that's why he's moving so slowly. And it's like, no, (laughs) that's not what happened, but okay. oh, But
0: you appreciate the... Almost the... Archive nature of this that it is this like like, sort of yeah it's camp in a way that
1: connects to you it connects to me in a way because it's like clear it's so interesting just to watch like this was what was the draw in 1983 was it's in 3d and it's jaws you won't believe it it's going to be so crazy it is going to be so exciting and. Yeah, I would go. 1983, I would absolutely be there. And just watching it now and, you know, in hindsight and after all the other, like, 3D technology that we've seen and advancements, which, I mean, like, sometimes work, sometimes don't. Most Still, of the time don't. Most of the time don't. I've seen some some good examples. For example, I saw the re-release of Jurassic Park in 3D. It was amazing. Oh, really? Was,
0: I, I missed that one. Because oh again, I try. They're... I try to avoid most 3D movies. I probably saw even in that last, you know, era that lasted oh, yeah. whatever six, big, When yeah. everything was when everything yeah. was in 3D, I probably saw three movies, three or four movies in 3D. Maybe a couple more because there were screeners, yeah. Marvel screeners, where the screener was yeah. in 3D. I've I've
1: been to a couple 3D screeners where I did not know it was going to be in 3D.
0: <laughs> That's a lot. It's a lot reviewing a movie in 3D.
1: Can I tell you, this is a very, this is a very, very, very side note, but I went to a screener back when I was like doing a lot more film criticism, but I went to a screener for the disaster movie Prometheus, not Prometheus, Jesus. um, No, that's,
0: that's the alien movie.
1: Which I also saw in 3D and I actually liked that in 3D, but, um, oh my God, Pompeii. Okay. I went to the, so I went to a screener of Pompeii. They forgot to hand out 3D glasses. so the movie starts and i was like what the fuck is wrong with this movie and then they were like oh my god oh my god and they're like, it? And they're like shut it down like, it and, they're like it and they're like handing out all of these, like, frantic like like dennis as quaid in the can can park like and i had, had no idea i had no idea it was in 3d and apparently the organizers didn't either so i was just sitting there like oh no this is gonna be a mess already oh and it was i can't imagine watching
0: a 3d movie dotted 3d yeah, I think I, oh, I it
1: was so
0: bad. I, I watched in in the more recent boom I think I watched I watched Gravity which worked cuz it's all yeah. dark and stuff. Yeah. Watched Mad Max Fury Road but it's not as Ooh. it's better in it's better in 2D than it is in 3D. Yeah, I would think it's better in there, 2D. The, there's like one or two moments where it's like jumping out at you like that very end sequence where it like everything explodes and it flies right oh, at you. Oh yeah. But it that's it's almost a little corny in 3D. And then, yeah. yeah, not a lot else. I don't I not a lot doing, but... else. Well,
1: they were also doing a lot. So my sister-in-law actually did this because my sister-in-law worked for Disney. And one of her jobs was to do transfers. Mm-hmm. So you would actually have to transfer the footage to make it 3d. And that was, uh, she was doing that for like Harry Potter and stuff. And it, so a lot of times, I mean, I think with this particular movie, you would be shooting with, I don't know if it was special film. That was three D. That then you would I I don't know like how the process went. Yeah. But now it's like you can make a non three D movie three D. Whereas back then it's like this is a three D movie and that's it.
0: Well, yeah, especially now with so many CGI movies like the Marvel movies, it's pretty easy to just when it's all oh yeah when it's all just in a computer anyway when Iron Man's all just in a computer anyway, it's easy to have yeah. him shoot a laser at the screen.
1: Yeah, it's just it's not as like. I feel like now it's it's sort of just like an afterthought. Like, yeah, I guess we could make this in 3D. Whereas back th- back in like 1983, it was like, we got to like plan for this. We got to write 3D stuff into it. And it's going to be so cool. And people aren't going to see it coming. Yeah. I just feel like it was so much more an event of an event. Whereas right. like now I feel like movies, even like big tentpole movies and big blockbuster movies aren't really events anymore. Like there are movies that come out that like if they had come out in like the 90s, would have been huge there would have been like a million like fast food promotions you know all the stuff whereas now like i can't remember what it was there was like a huge movie that came out and i didn't even know that it had come out i Mm -hmm. was just like and this was like before the pandemic you know and where i was like oh wait did that did that huge disney movie come out how come i didn't like notice i just feel like movies like aren't events anymore and i kind of miss that aspect and i think that like This movie, like, really recalls that for me in a way that I really enjoy.
0: That's a fair point. Fair point. I should also note that one of the sequences, I think the worst, maybe even, maybe not as bad as the shark, but this scuba sub thing that they have. Oh, yeah. Looks... It it's one of those things where it's just not good. It's 3D, but it's also just like bad graphically, where it just oh yeah looks the
1: graphics it it's so are fuzzy. My
0: <laughs> the thing that I always point to is, which is not totally fair, but I always look when there's older movies from like the 70s and 80s when they came out in comparison to like when certain Star Wars films came out. Oh no, that's <laughs> I know I think it's not it's fair. fair.
1: It's no it's fair (laughs) because
0: always one of the things because that was I I understand the challenge part of the challenge of that sequence is it's not like the Star Wars thing was always it's easier to do things in like a dark background because you can get off the edges and stuff like that so it's harder when it's like a blue thing. But also, this came out three years after the Empire Strikes Back. So it's three years after the Battle of Hoth when they could do it on, like, a white background and make it look dope. And here we...
1: Yeah. (laughs) The the sequence, I will say, like, I'm not a big Star Wars fan at all. But what I loved... uh, Is Empire the one with Ewoks?
0: No, uh, Jedi is the one with Ewoks. Return of the Jedi.
1: Okay, so Return of the Jedi... The forest scene, like the forest fight scene, Mm -hmm. is looks so good, you know, and they're, like, buzzing around trees and stuff. And, yeah, that's a good point. That's not on a dark background, and it looks really good.
0: And that came out the same year as Jaws 3D. You bet it
1: did. (laughs) (laughs) Look. But, yeah, it's... I don't know. I think it's just, like, I, I... I think everybody has like their bad movie. Like it's like I love this movie. It's my bad movie. And Jaws 3D is definitely that for me. It's my like it's I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure because I I don't like the term guilty pleasure.
0: That's the thing. I don't the whole kind of conceit of this podcast and what I think when I talk to you is I don't think you're you think it's has some bad elements but you still think it's a good movie. And I that's actually perfectly think it's a good fine.
1: Movie. Yeah, the production values are there.
0: There's plenty of, like, quote-unquote great movies that have bad sequences. You're like, that scene was weird. The acting in that was weird. And you could just... Yeah. The same way with some of the, like, oh, that effect shot didn't work. But I love all these other things. And that's perfectly fine. Not everything has to be a guilty pleasure or bad because it's ironically good I don't like you know the
1: I don't like any of that no you like something because you like it like you shouldn't you shouldn't hold your I don't know you shouldn't hold an affinity that you have for someone to this like arbitrary status that people like oh highbrow versus lowbrow blah blah blah. it's like if something's fun and you like it then it's good yeah I don't know like (laughs) it works Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that and I think Jaws three three D is that for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: So before we jump out of here, let's get into the, the sort of junk drawer for this movie for any other assorted thoughts that might not have fit into your points. I have a few yeah. personally that yes, there's, yes,
1: okay.
0: So there's a bunch of things. First off, if there's a Jaws like a bigger Jaws criticism, Jaws just is Mama Jaws just isn't eating enough people. There's just no. not enough. There's not enough people being eaten in this. Not enough people. No. When Mama Jaws is going wild in the park, she's not getting enough snacks.
1: I, you know, I feel like she could have eaten way more water skiers. Yeah. I don't even know. Did she get to eat any water skiers? Because there was that one sequence. Maybe, I don't think she did. I, yeah. I
0: think because they kind of get when Mama Jaws gets to the water skiers. But then Dennis Quaid, like, that's when he shows up in his boat. And yeah, the that's when he crashes. Right, so I don't know if any of them actually get taken out. I mean, Lea Tom- yeah, Leah Thompson gets bit, oh, but she does. She survives.
1: We should mention the douchey British guy. Yes, I, uh, uh, <laughs> that was a scene when he gets eaten.
0: So the, let's let's dive into his whole character for a minute. So, yeah, <laughs> this character shows up. Uh, let me find his name again. It's. Philip Fitzroyce, and he's, like, boys with Lou Gossett Jr. They're, like, friends, apparently. Yeah. And he's, like, some sort of, as stated before, some sort of, like, nature documentarian. He's,
1: like, a nature bad boy.
0: But also, like, a hunter. Like, he's carrying grenades, like, underwater grenades. and I
1: think, doesn't he show up because he's, like, oh, you have a a white shark? I want to... I want to get this white shark on film. It'll be so rare. It'll really help with my career.
0: See, I feel like he's showing up. I feel like he's showing up initially just to like be part of like Lou Gossett brings him in as part of like the press launch for his new, the new things. And then it's like, oh wait, there's a great white here. I'm taking this over. Because at first he he shows up and just like saunters onto the SeaWorld set and like tries to flirt with Kay and yeah, is t- yeah. taking photos and he's also just got this weird accent that feels just i don't know he's such a strange presence it's like
1: aussie but but like not british. totally
0: yeah it's like not totally british not totally aussie not
1: because his like assistant is australian yeah 100 yeah
0: it's like so some, i don't know some erudite australian i don't know some like weird like upper crust 'Cause he seems like, very like they, swanky and like I'm the starless good looking guy with the big jawlines and but no, that's yeah, not the accent he's not, at
1: all. He kinda reminds me of um he kinda reminds me of Carrie Elway's uh evil meteorologist character in Twister. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I can see that. Where he's just like, What? is he here for what is this whole thing yeah it's just it's just kind of like they I guess they needed to create some kind of conflict among the humans so they're like let's just throw in this guy and he's kind of like going after Dennis Quaid's love interest yeah Yeah, I don't know he's
0: he's very much set up as we've as we talked about on the Evil Dead episode he's set up as like the kind of douchey guy who when he gets killed you're like okay that's fun I kind of I kind of hope he gets eaten by a shark
1: Oh yeah, he's fodder. He's just fodder for Jaws. And it's amazing when he so he gets swallowed whole while he's in a tube. They're trying to like lure Jaws into this tube to trap him. Or her, I should say. Sorry. Sorry, Jaws. Also also
0: he does that. He misgenders Jaws at one point. They like establish that it's the mother. They establish that it's the mother, and then he calls it like he like three straight times. And then and then there's like she. And they're like, ah, yeah. (laughs) and <laughs> so he missed you See, that's how you know he's a douche yeah.
1: just not using the right pronouns <laughs> fuck that guy yeah but yes, he you, like
0: you, you continue with that that scene yeah
1: it's just like when he finally does die so he they're trying to lure jaws into this tube to pull down the skate and trap her and Something goes wrong. His like cord snaps and he's basically trapped in there with the shark. Yeah, there's and... a rope
0: there's a rope and it's just like tied to like a underwater ladder or something. Like and it's ladder, just like yeah. Just like a shitty knot that like why yeah. why is this
1: Well it doesn't even it isn't even the knot, it just breaks. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> why is it just seems like oh there should have been a stronger than like a rope or multiple well, also ropes have or a backup. Up, but there
1: was something wrong with the rope. Like they were just like the it rope just breaks just snaps, all of a sudden I'm, like That's, like, boat-grade rope. It shouldn't just snap like that. But so it snaps, and he's stuck, and then he gets swallowed whole by Jaws. So he's just in Jaws' mouth, and you just see from his perspective, like, the Jaws teeth chomping up and down. And he's like, I don't know what he's trying to do in there. It's very claustrophobic. It's very... I don't know. I actually think it's kind of, an interesting... But again, it... (laughs) It really speaks to like how big is Jaws? Just how big is this shark supposed to be? Because if she she can like get an entire man into her mouth and he can just comfortably sit in there.
0: Yeah, I think at one point they say it's that she's 30 feet long, but also it seems like at sometimes, again, you mentioned the scales, at sometimes she's longer at even when they're in the, like when they're in crash through the gate and yeah the corpse is in her mouth still it doesn't seem yeah. it doesn't seem quite 30 feet long because it seems like he's like would be most of it I don't know
1: well he's just he's just his arm still hanging out so I'm like so did jaws not swallow him or is the is the arm with yeah, the it's, grenade
0: it's kind of stuck? weird he because he gets swallowed whole like kind of into a the whale and then it, it's clamping down and he's trying to pull he the grenade is available for the other characters because it's kind of like in the first
1: one when jaws had the had the tank in right mouth yeah
0: but you're just like wait how did he actually die because he wasn't being chomped by the teeth was it just like Jaws's like larynx like crushed him
1: maybe like jaws just like yeah, that was. I feel like that's kind he of just
0: kind of is in it, and it's it's fun because you do see the shots like from his perspective where you're like inside yeah. Jaws' mouth.
1: It's pretty creepy.
0: But you just kind of then he just kind of dies.
1: I think Jaws just crushed him to death. I, I guess that's probably it. which is
0: fucking gnarly. Rough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's very gnarly. Sorry, I'm swearing so much. It's yeah, just that's like okay. it's just very. Actually, that's worse than. <laughs> I feel like than being actually just eaten it would Ew. be a more
0: su- it would be a longer suffering I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Cuz it just would be just be like, like your, your organs body. like filling with blood like blood cuz everything's Ugh. breaking and
1: But you're also probably drowning. Oh, Ugh. yeah. Actually, now I feel bad. <laughs> he he still sucks. He still, <laughs>
0: still sucks. Another junk drawer thing that I wanted to bring up would be that this movie would you think about it? The climax is underwater welding, which is pretty great (laughs) that (laughs) that you are that you are responding. The drama is Dennis Quaid just welding a tube underwater. But then also so he Jaws eats Philip and then is back on the loose again. And Dennis Quaid doesn't know it, but he's welding and they're like pulling on the rope. Because everybody else realizes that Jaws is loose. And they're like pulling on the rope like, hey, come up. And he's just like straight up ignoring it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's Dennis Quaid for you.
0: Yeah. it's Dennis Quaid just being like, hey, man, you know, I know there's a giant killer shark out here, but I feel like I'm going to finish this welding, even though people are frantically pulling on my line. And Best opposite is like down here doing it. And also then when the shark comes up. Again, just a very silly, the shark like growls.
1: What is up with the growling? Okay, so here's the thing. I've also seen Jaws the Revenge with, well, which came years after this one. Years and years and years. The fourth Um, Jaws film. The fourth Jaws, yeah. Jaws the Revenge. The, The shark in that movie not only growls it roars like it breaches and we'll just like and it's like (laughs) no that does not happen that's not a thing that sharks do at all (laughs) like yeah i forgot that point yeah the shark freaking growls and it doesn't growl it
0: only growls in that like climactic sequence all the other times it's normal jaws just like this silent like attacker and then all of a sudden when it's coming for dennis quaid it growls at him
1: it's like, like Rah! Rah. and then meanwhile the dolphins yes the dolphins are strong <laughs> dolphins
0: <laughs> we're going to be by next point but go oh ahead with God. your dolphins
1: no but it is like because the noises so jaws growls or roars or however you want to put it but then you also have the dolphin noises so the sound effects in this movie the or i don't know the foley work whatever you want to call it is just very like <laughs> The cho- there were choices that were made. I'll right. just say that. Where the dolphins are almost like like pronouncing syllables. I don't know. Like There were points where I'm like, are the dolphins like, no?
0: <laughs> yeah. The, so the dolphins in this movie are like secret superheroes yes. <laughs> at times. Like when they're first, when Mike and Kay are first diving down to the old... Fake ship ruin to check out yeah. like what's happening. The dolphins basically come and are like essentially just are warning them and then, like shaking their head no, like get out yeah, of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, that's why. Oh my god, they're
0: just like the dolphins show up and they're like, What's up? and the dolphins like mm, again, not saying yeah. anything but like no, 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 essentially with its head. And then they like proceed to and this is with the smaller baby jaws, they proceed to like. Aquaman, like, take Mike and Kay away. Like, they're like, yes. the dolphins are essentially like, grab onto our fins. We will swim you to safety.
1: Yes. And
0: then they also come in in the climactic scene to interfere so that they can get away. Basically, these dolphins just rule. Yeah. This is a very anti shark, pro dolphin film.
1: Which, here's the thing dolphins, dolphins are suck. assholes. Yeah. Dolphins. <laughs> are terrible because they're non human persons and in the sense that they are way too much like humans. Like they're they are mean, they have vendettas, like they suck.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's the joke of like, who made this movie? Dolphins?
1: No, it <laughs> like, is. Well, here's the thing too cause, though. Because also
0: shark is you know, the whole Jaws making people more afraid of sharks than is oh, want to which be. Which is bad. Yes.
1: Yeah, Jaws was, Jaws was very bad for shark populations. I will just say that. And this these movies continually did not help. But yeah, but the dolphins too, I feel like this was around a time when there was sort of like a weird love affair with dolphins and there were a bunch of movies that were coming out about dolphins. I don't know if there had been like the initial study about how like intelligent they were had come out and people were just like, whoa, dolphins, let's like make them talk in movies. Kind of like like with coco the gorilla too Mm -hmm. i feel like there was this whole thing where like animals can be taught to like do sign language and to speak and they're like super intelligent and i feel like this movie was part of that as well as there's this movie starring george c scott where he's a dolphin trainer and he's he invents like a box that actually translates their their noises into human speech it's called day of the dolphins i've heard
0: people talk about day of the Dolphins. it
1: is okay so i happened upon this movie i have like one of those free movie channels through my like cable provider and mm-hmm. i will just leave it on sometimes and that came on it it was basically like george c scott has these trained dolphins that can also through a translator box speak human language and then they get they get like hijacked by these terrorists who are going to use them to blow up the president's yacht yes watch this movie it is (laughs) but like you think jaws 3 is outrageous and ludicrous no you have not seen outrageous and ludicrous bananas it is amazing but yeah i do feel like this came this came out around the time when people were really like dolphins are amazing creatures oh wow they're so smart and they're just like the stars of all these movies but yeah and then you pointed out so you sent me that I think it was the screenshot of the final scene. The
0: the movie ends on a freeze frame that is just amazing.
1: It's it's basically like ever it's like a Lisa Frank pop painting of like two dolphins like the sunset like coming out of the water. There's two dolphins sunset. like
0: jumping up on the side. There's the romantic couple like hugging and the embracing in the middle. It amazing. is and it's, it's so w- and it's so weird because it's like the dolphins, because like the dolphins, they do like dolphin tricks in the movie where it's like, oh, here's yeah. the dolphins like jumping up and yeah, doing their flipping. spins. It's yeah. basically like the dolphins are detached in this final freeze frame, are like detached from reality. It's like, here's the frame of the two people. And then like in the foreground, these dolphins are jumping up. They're not jumping up on the same, like in the same reality no. as the people.
1: No, they're not. It's 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 wild to me. And also because like they thought one of the dolphins died was killed by jaws. Yeah. And then they're like, "Yeah, you actually lived." It's very much the like did the dog die kind of thing but with a dolphin and And, and also
0: we've only established like this relationship for like 20 seconds and, throughout no. the entire movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is it is like it's so just incredible to me that like there were i think just also like in in addition to just like seeing stunts happen and seeing actual you know like oh these these water skiers are actually water skiing in a pool and all this stuff it's like it's like you had to actually work with these dolphins like dennis quaid had to work with these dolphins. Best Armstrong had to work with these dolphins. The stunt divers, like throughout
0: the movie, they're like you know actually feeding the whales and the dolphins, yeah. and they're just Hang down out. in the water, and it's got that tactile realness of like, oh, they're in Sea World.
1: Yeah, and just think about being an actor, being well, I mean, being Dennis Quaid and being expected to act alongside a dolphin and dolphin, dolphins being huge assholes. He probably was like, I hate this. I hate that I signed up for this. I hate this fish. It sucks. <laughs>
0: like, but I'm still enough professional that I will make this as entertaining as I can make it.
1: I will I will grimace at the dolphin. It's like, yeah. But I think we should also talk about like just going back to the documentaries I sent you. Yeah. I think what impressed, what impressed me most was because they showed the whole sequence and just how much was involved with the money shot, quote-unquote, and how, like, they had to bring in, like, all these stunt divers and pour in, like, 780 gallons of water. Like, they just, like... Just the seeing the way it was, like, set up and the way they did it, I was like, I actually really love this. I love seeing how much work was put into this because yeah. it's just i feel like they just don't do that now and i know i sound like an old person like Ooh, like yeah practical CGI. effects yeah practical effects in camera effects
0: they don't do stuff like that where it's just like in that little documentary they're like basically it's too powerful so they're like well we have to shut it down because it's not yeah, safe like for somebody people. got
1: injured like people got injured and so i at, at one point i'm kind of like Oh, it sucks that they don't do this anymore because we don't have that like tactile weight to it. But then I'm also like, these are also super dangerous, right. and maybe people should not be doing that. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, for sure. So yeah, the other the other the, that was like the shorter documentary you sent me a longer making a, a longer documentary one, yeah. and I didn't get through all of it because it was it to be like an hour before but the crazy yeah. thing about that one and I just want to bring it up and I'll probably like post post it to the socials and stuff the first like part of it is you know how I mentioned like oh this is anti shark propaganda the start of yeah. this documentary is so anti shark it is it's so insane bad. first off they're like we don't know maybe sharks are immortal and they bring that up like three yes. or four times. <laughs> They're like, we don't know. Maybe maybe they'll live forever.
1: Because the title of the documentary is Sharks Don't Die. And I'm like, yeah, they do. <laughs> and then they bring
0: up this, at one point, they bring up the thing where somebody says, like, since Jaws was released, great white populations have been rapidly growing at, like, an alarming rate. As if, like, sharks... We're aware that Jaws was released and they're like, oh, sweet. Now, like we own the sea. So let's start screwing a lot and just like blow up our population. It was just like it was a one of the all time, like in like a quote unquote documentary situation where it's like, how is this connected? What is who wrote this line of the script? I don't
1: think it's that they boomed. I think it was just people were paying way more attention like the fascination of over white sharks just i mean it of course like naturally people were like well i must know more i must know what this danger is if i ever go to the coast of south africa like you're you know it's like right. unless you're in australia or south africa you're okay like it's not you you're not gonna get attacked
0: yes you are there are if you have driven in a car you are in much more danger than
1: so much more dangerous. Shark attack. If you get sung by a bee, like, yeah. you may die. If you stay like, out hippos, in the sun
0: too long and get.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> hippos are way more dangerous way more than dangerous. sharks. So much more dangerous. So many more people killed by hippos. <laughs> but yeah.
0: So much love to the sharks. Much love to Mama Jaws yes. and her exploding Jaws Jaws
1: her 3D jaws.
0: Jaws in 3D. <laughs> there but you yeah. go, people. Uh yeah. so th- th- thanks for coming on. Is there anything you want yeah. to plug on your way out?
1: Yes, yeah, so I also have a podcast uh called Ghoul on Ghoul. Uh it is me and my friend Sarah and we just talk about spooky stuff we talk about sexy stuff uh it's a supernatural sex positive horror comedy podcast um
0: just that just that thing that everybody does there's just
1: i mean we're just like two horny 30 something women who are also just fascinated by you know ghosts and witches and witchcraft and you know just all that kind of stuff so yeah we talk about pretty much anything like cryptids true crime. Uh, mysterious disappearances um haunted places yeah we it's it really runs the gamut i've lately i've been talking about like pop culture so i, I recently talked about uh celebrity conspiracy theories
0: so like like avril and andrew wk not yep. being real people not being the originals i talked about
1: avril i didn't talk about i talked about avril not andrew wk um but yeah just stuff like uh nicholas cage is actually a vampire based on this civil war era photo we found
0: yeah I, i've seen that yeah
1: one. So stuff like that, um, yeah, and, and Sarah talks about uh, this very odd mythical folkloric person who may have been real, may not have been real, may have been a witch, may have run an alehouse like, in in London, and, you know, it's, like, just stuff like that, you know, we, we have a lot of fun, and it's funny, and, you know, so if you can stand to listen to two 30-something women talk for an hour, you know, check it out.
0: Awesome. Is that it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also I'm a writer. I work for the Pittsburgh city paper. Um, if you live in Pittsburgh, by all means read us, uh, we do good work. And, uh, you know, if you don't live in Pittsburgh, it's still pretty cool. Um, yeah, I I cover the art scene. I write about museums. I write about movies. I, I mean, i pretty much write about anything. Uh, but yeah. So if you're, if you're into, you know, art and art, art exhibitions and things like that, it's also a good source for that.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on again. Uh have a good summer where you don't get eaten by sharks.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. I think I'm okay. I think you're okay.
0: <laughs> and remember, even if everyone else mocks it, love the stuff you love.